Hello and welcome to another episode of the Punt Return Podcast. Week 14 in the NFL for the first time, I think now in like a month because you've been MIA. Mate, stuff's Not been... in Miami, but missing in action. Uh, Daryl's in Cyprus. Um, yep. So uh, first time in a month, the holy trinity of the punt return returns. Has, has returned. We, we formed, um, you know, earth, wind and fire. We are one. <laughs> oh, let's sing the intro to charm. <laughs> um, yes. Daryl, how are we? I'm good. Yeah. How's um, Cyprus? Busy times. Big bash um, coming up. Yep. We're starting to look ahead to the um, Australian Open tennis. So. Busy times, but yeah, looking forward to some entertaining football. I love it. How, sorry, I love it how you're in Cyprus and you're talking about Big Bash. It's like the well, he's not in Cyprus. He's back from Cyprus. Oh. He's back. You guys catch up. <laughs> you're sure, like you know, you're on listeners' time. You, you two just rekindle and and connect. Right. Um, but you no, just run through your bets. I can and guarantee, I can and I guarantee you though, while Daryl was in Cyprus, he was thinking about Big Bash. I can guarantee <laughs> it. Um, speaking of Oz Open, I just discovered I'll be in Melbourne for uh, in January for the last week of. Was open tennis, so I'll be hitting up some uh, Rod Laver and uh, enjoying that. So anyway, but week thirteen in the punt. Cool. Good, good week, Josh. Good week for you to uh, just withdraw completely. Definitely on purpose from the podcast. Yeah, great, great shout. Uh, so week thirteen was a great one for the bookies. Ten of the sixteen underdogs all covered the spread. Of those ten, a whopping seven of them won outright, including fourteen point underdog the Arizona Cardinals against the Green Bay Packers. That loss by the Packers was so bad. That they finally, 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 finally fired longtime head coach Mark McCarthy. Quick thoughts on that, Josh? That's how much I think of it. Yeah. <laughs> it is done. It's final. It's over. Yeah, it's just done. Uh, it's done. Uh, week 13. He'll find a job elsewhere. Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll, Very be, in Cle- he'll be in Cleveland next week starting the uh, complete ruin ruining of Baker Mayfield's career. Uh, week 13 also murkied the AFC waters a little bit with the Steelers losing, losing at home to the Chargers. Um, the Ravens now have a chance to win the AFC North with the Steelers having games against New England and New Orleans and could miss the playoffs entirely uh, with Denver looming as well. So that's interesting to note there. And Week 14, which we'll get to very shortly, is highlighted by some crucial matchups that can dramatically shift the playoff picture. We've got your Eagles, Josh, at the Cowboys. The Cowboys can pretty much win their division with a win there against the Eagles. We've got the Rams at the Bears, one of the top offenses in the NFL against the number one ranked defense. And then we've got the Vikings at Seahawks. The Vikings need a win to stay within reach of Chicago in the north and potentially for a wild card spot. And Seattle can pretty much clinch a wild card spot there um, with a win. So some some crucial, crucial matchups from an entertainment perspective. Whether we'll be betting on those four games, we'll get to in a second. But week 13... Um, let's talk results, Daryl. Uh, it was you and I last week. We decided for the first time this season not to have a lock of the week, and we wouldn't have won anyway. So thankfully, it was a good week to uh, lock up a no bet. I can't, I can't remember even what we were thinking about taking. We were so far apart. But yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a good week. Um, yeah, some good results from the model, um, particularly against kind of the early lines and the early week value. Um, Dallas plus seven and the money line there. Um, Jacksonville plus four. I think was almost a money line play as well, but not quite. Tampa Bay plus three and a half, so good. Obviously, we I said last week we started the season making the bucks, so yep. good season. Still doing some stuff towards the end. Yep. Um, Houston um, was a win. Um, Lions and um, Cincinnati Bengals were the losses last week um, against the early lines. The Raiders money line, I think we thought in a while for a while in the office that one might get up. Yeah, that would have been massive. Sort, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't quite get there. 
Um, and yeah, that's what we were saying um, off air. So I mentioned last week my betting kind of tails down towards um, the end of the season. And even despite the good week, that's still kind of the case. Um, one, <clears throat> one of the things that the model kind of doesn't account for is kind of the playoff situation of the teams and therefore, you know, the motivation and the emotion behind the games. Um, and that's just one of the kind of intangibles, if you like, that um, contributes to me kind of loathing my betting until we get to the playoffs. Yeah, and we're just talking about that off air, and that's why I think the last week, and especially this week, I find myself struggling to, to make plays because even though I might like a big underdog, it's hard to, to note the motivation um, some of those teams are facing and whether they're in it, you know, and, you know, there's, you know, quote unquote tanking from teams and whatnot. So it does definitely make it tough to, to make some plays and, 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 you know, draw a line on the sand and make some plays there. Um, but, uh, you know, we still, still can find some plays. Um, so how did NFL and college football end up, um, all in all on the week? Um, so again, to the closing lines, which is kind of what we've recorded in SI, we were four and three on official plays in yep. the NFL. Um, two and one on the green plays. College football, we were two and zero oh on totals. Um, three and four against spread, but one and zero oh on greens. So we're now, I think, twenty percent profit on turnover, for fifty nine percent strike rate on totals for the season. Yep. Um, and overall thirty percent profit on turnover on greens across um the college football season. So some good results. Yeah, definitely. Um, I find uh with the model, the college football totals have been just. Um, just great strike rate this season. Uh, it's been good to wake up on it, or even on a Saturday night before I go to sleep, or a Sunday morning and just log on and and check where where the green ah. is. And especially if I'm leading a certain way and the model agrees, it's just like chips in. And it's it's great. Um, yeah. So that was easily uh, week thirteen was easily my worst week of the season. Denver minus four and a half was my only winner. Saints, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and even Andy Reid after a buy let me down. That's when you know you've had a bad week. Um, I did personally back out of Kansas City uh, after the Kareem Hunt news dropped in the middle of the week. Um, I was kind of waiting to see if it dip dip below the 14, um, and it did. But I still, with the Kareem Hunt stuff, I just I just couldn't do it. I, I personally can just wreck an organization, Josh, uh, with that kind of news and unsettlement and, and disruption. You know, media just circling an organization all through the week. Such a shame. Such is a good player. Such a good shame. fun player. Good player, but uh, you know, man, poor Andy Reid. He just can't like, he just can't catch a break. Like, you finally think you have a team that could win a Super Bowl. Finally, get him over the hump, and then this just shakes up things and 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 ruins things. But, Respect to all the other franchises though for passing on him. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it, I'm it, sure it Washington were really tempted. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been hard. Though. It would have been hard. Yeah. Uh, well, he was put on. Wasn't he put on the commissioner's yeah, was, list? So that yeah, was after, after right? Anyway. Yeah, teams can still pick him up. They just can't play him at all this year. But um, I think they'll just wait until it all dies down again. Um, I don't know. I feel like he might have a year off and then be back. I feel like he'll need to do some some goodwill and try and set the record straight. Ray Rice did that for still doing that. Um, but he was in the back end of his career and probably not as good as Kareem Hunt. So mm-hmm. that's worth noting. Talent is important. Uh, unfortunately, that's the nature of the NFL and most competitive sport. Uh, you said you intentionally set out Week 13 genius stuff from you. Yeah, thank you. Well done. Um, all right, let's get into week 14. But first, quick word from our sponsors. Looking for a bit of a leg up on the punt this weekend? Or you love your NFL, but you're not sure what the value is? Get a sneak peek with Stats Insider's free subscriptions with featured games each day to give you the boost over the bookmakers. Head to statsinsider.com.au and start your free trial today. Always gamble responsibly. Okay, week 14, no more buyers again. Full slate of games. 
as we said, another tough week uh, in terms of finding value. But uh, let's start with blockbuster game. Uh, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Tennessee minus four. Total is 37.5. Darrell, before you give us uh, your tip, uh, will that game be on over the cricket tomorrow in the uh, Stats Insider office? Um, well, the main TV there is, is an, there is a correct answer. <laughs> I won't, I'm not in control of it. I suspect it won't be, but yes. I suspect it will be on one of the screens. Okay. If it was two playoff teams, I think it would be on, but Jacksonville at Tennessee, probably not. Um, <laughs> but we all have plays on this and they all vary. So actually, sorry, Daryl, you, you don't have a play in this potentially. No, so we make this Tennessee by six, but, um, that doesn't kind of cover any kind of key numbers or any value. So there's no value in that for me. It's a no bet. It's a no bet. Uh, Josh, you've got a play in this. Yeah. Welcome um, back to uh, the ring. Welcome thanks. back. Um, yeah, I like the under. I think Thursday night games in the US are typically over. Over. I think and it's eight of twelve. Or and something? they're and they're difficult to pick, and you just don't really know how a team like how either team's going to come out. Yep. No one knows how Tennessee's going to play ever. Um, <laughs> yes, that's just very true. But them and the Lions are the two hardest teams. But if to get anything this year, when I feel. This total is when a total is too high or too low, and I do think this is too low. And I think that the bookies had a little bit of trouble setting the line after the whole Jacksonville 6-0 six, six, six game last Impressive. week. Impressive. They couldn't make it. They didn't want to make it too low. They didn't want to make it too high. I like this. I think if Daryl's taught me anything, bet low when I think it's too low. Bet over when I think it's too high. I want to go. I'm going on the under. With the extremes there. Yeah. I, I don't mind the under as well. Jacksonville were very, very impressive last week on defense. Um, complete shutdown of a good Colts offense that's played very well over the last six weeks. Um, so that was very impressive. It was at home. Um, this Tennessee team, it's just baffling to get a read on. Um, they beat the they beat the Patriots by double digits in a com- comprehensive beatdown. Jacqueline Hyde. Yeah, they are very much like that. Then they get hammered by the Colts, and then they were struggling for most of that game um, against uh, the Jets. But I feel like they did play very well on defense against the Jets. The Jets were scored on special teams and and some other things there, uh, pick six and things like that. So I feel like that sort of cover by the Jets was a little bit misleading. They still struggled a lot on offense. Tennessee played very very good defense. I just can't see Cody Kessler. You know, Jacksonville did play well in that 6-0 game, but they only put up six points against the Colts' defense. Um, Tennessee's defense, probably on par in terms of skill set with the Colts. Um, So I do like uh, the Tennessee Titans at home here. I think generally at home uh, on Thursday Night Football this season, the home team has uh, covered most of the time there. I don't know the exact against the spread figure there, but um, I think over and home teams have generally been the... uh, in the cash this season, but um, I kind of lean towards the under as well, but I like Tennessee minus four here um, for a Thursday night football play. Nice. Okay. Moving on Baltimore at Kansas city, Uh, Kansas city minus six and a half. The total is 53. Daryl said off air. This opened at a flat nine in favor of the Chiefs. It's been back to under a touchdown. Kansas city under a touchdown is very, very tempting, but uh, that, you know, that game against Oakland was quite, quite concerning, um, given how bad Oakland are, um, you know, and Andy Reid generally off a buy normally covers. Um, but, yeah, this is very, very tempting to take Kansas City here. But who knows with this Baltimore defense? Darrell, what have you got? Yes, as you say, it's open, open minus nine. We made this we made this Kansas City by about 9.6. So I think it's just moved too far. So Kansas City minus six and a half is an orange play at the moment, and it's 
kind of on that border where it might get up towards green. So, yeah, on Kansas City, um, nothing on the total. Okay, nothing there. Josh, anything nothing from you? Nothing from me. It's, uh, yeah. it's a no-go zone. I, I hope the uh, Kansas City faithful, you know, come out and back their team after a pretty rough week, and they... Yeah. Uh, Baltimore match up well here. This is a game where I think Kansas City really could have used Kareem Hunt. You know, their corners match up well. I think Kelsey's going to have a good game. You need you need something else on the outside as, a, as an option. I think uh, the receivers and whatnot, you know, you need Kelsey... Sorry, Kareem Hunt on the outside catching passes. Spencer Ware not quite as electric after the catches as Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. What are you laughing at? No, I just they could have really done with Kareem no, Hunt. No, no, they could have. They really could have. <laughs> I, I feel like have. this hurt. This hurts. Um, all right, just in particular against the, the Baltimore D. Uh, Indianapolis at Houston. Houston minus four and a half. What do you got, Josh? Nada. Nothing. Nothing. No leans me. at all. No, no feels. No. Are you a believer in the Texans? They've won nine straight now. I was. I had them winning the division to start the season. You were. Um, Daryl, what have you got? Um, I don't think we have anything on this one. I've just realized I missed it out the chart, so yeah. I'm just checking to see. Yeah, well, I thought um, maybe when you left something completely blank, you just had zero interest in it whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it means I opened all my tabs, but somehow I didn't open that one. But yeah, we have nothing on it. <laughs> you have nothing on it. There we go. Very good coincidence there. I like the over 49 here. I think the um, Texans offense are going to be able to put up points here. They've played well the last few weeks. Um, I think adding Demarius Thomas helped after they lost Will Fuller. Um, and I think the Colts match up pretty well here against the Texans as well. Um, the O-line should do a pretty decent job here. Um, against the Texans. J.J. Watt has been in great, great form, but the, the Colts O-line's been very well, and they did score points against them even when their offense wasn't playing too well earlier on in the season um, against the against the Texans. So I like this total while it's under 50. I'll take the over. If I had to pick someone, I'd probably just do the old reverse jinx and pick the Texans to cover the spread and, and pray to God that the Colts win and keep their pl- slim playoff hopes alive, Josh. The Demarius Thomas trade has been a pretty shrewd move. Yeah, it's not bad. Like, I, he's... He hasn't been fantastic, but he just, he just you, you just, you just one... gotta respect, you yeah. just gotta respect. It helps Hopkins so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Despite him being slow, his route running still yeah, great. Still great. And he's great in the red zone. Yeah. Yeah. He's been, he's been good. Uh, Carolina minus two, although the Broncos, now that Emmanuel's gone, could have really used Marius Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carolina minus two at Cleveland. Totals 47 and a half. The now six and six Carolina Panthers are starting the season six and two. Um, they've lost four straight. Um, a loss here on the road could maybe see the end of, oh, not too River quickly, boat. but it could be the end of Riverboat Ron here. Um, this is not an easy matchup either. Cleveland, I know they were pretty awful last week against the Texans, but before that, the two games prior were a little bit sneaky, better on offense after losing Hugh Jackson and getting rid of Todd Haley. Uh, what have you got, Daryl? So we have Carolina winning this by just under a point um, on the math. So nothing at the current prices, but if Cleveland went to plus three, um, that would be of interest. Yeah, I just don't know if it'll get there. It's weird. The Cleveland last two weeks, the Cleveland prices have gone in favor of Cleveland later in the week. A lot of people have come late for Cleveland. I don't know if that's sharp action or just public just loving Cleveland at the moment. Um, they're a fun team to get around, you know, the Hard Knocks team and whatnot. And, you know, after Hugh Jackson, people are just believing in them more. Uh, maybe they've they've conned me in. I've always seemed to be leaning there in the last few weeks. But, um, yeah, if it does get to plus three, I'll be all over that. I like the over in this game. I think both teams are going to put up points. I think both teams currently are a lot better on offense than they are on defense. DVOA backs it up as well. 
Um, so I do like uh, I like the over here. I think Baker Mayfield will score points against the Panthers. And I think Cam Newton and, and Christian McCaffrey will put up points as well um, after sort of having some troubles in the red zone the last couple of weeks. I think they'll turn it around. They're going to have to at 6-6 six and six here. They, they, they really they're don't in have, the box seat. They really don't the have much else outside of those two players. TJ Moore's emerged, but they need to get a little bit more creative with Devin Funchess in the red zone. But I like over 47 here. I think a total, again, it's the Indy game and the Carolina game, I think should just be hovering around 50. Do you bring back here. Kelvin Benjamin? No, you do not. For free? No. Just for free? <laughs> just for free. Just Nothing. Sorry, no. Don't want him back at all. That locker room disharmony. Uh, have you got a play in this? No, if anything, I would. I'd probably lean towards Cleveland Browns. Yep. Um, Panthers are one and five against the spread on the road this year. So, okay. yeah. Oof. Who would have thought, man? They they blew that fourth quarter. No, they they won that fourth quarter against the Eagles. If they lost that game, they would have been in a massive dire straits yep. here with a losing record later in the season. Uh, all right, Atlanta at Green Bay. Green Bay are six point favorites at home here. The total is 48.5. As we said at the top of the show, Green Bay lost at home as 14-point favorites last week to Josh Rosen and the Arizona Cardinals. Daryl, what do you like? Uh, we have this Packers by five. It's just too tight to the market. No bet. No bet. Josh? Oh, Green Bay, baby. Wow. All right. We're clashing here. Yeah. Sell me on Green Bay. Well, Green Bay is typically the December team. So they are 15 and 1 over their last 16 December home games. So, you know, tis the season for Mr. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Plus, I think, I don't know, I think he's just going to come out and he wants to show that, you know, McCarthy was the problem. It's not me. It's, you know, watch Philbin's better than McCarthy, which is ridiculous. Okay. Atlanta's 4 and 1 against the spread in their last five games against Green Bay. Yuck. Uh, Julio Jones is averaging 144 yards a game against Green Bay in his last four. Don't give me this. Um, he, he, I hope, Green I, Bay hope not... I hope he kills it yeah. and Green Bay win. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, Green Bay should not be six point favorites against anyone right now. Um, they're not a good team. Aaron Rodgers is checked out a little bit. He, look, he has been, Mike McCarthy was the biggest, biggest problem in that, in that entire organization. But in saying that, Rogers hasn't been great this year, and you know how much I love Rogers. You really think he's checked out now? Uh, he might be better. They're not now. out for the season I feel like yet. The, uh, yeah, I feel like I still feel like this is a little bit inflated. I feel like this should be hovering around a field goal or four points. So I'm going to take Atlanta well, plus six. Green Bay's also nine and nine <laughs> wins one. What do you? How do you say that? Nine, nine and one. one. Nine, nine and nine and one. Yeah, nine to one. <laughs> I'm yep. like, that's not right. Yeah. Uh, Green Bay's also nine and one straight up in its last ten home games when favorite of three to seven points. Okay, there we go. Just not fourteen against a really bad yeah. Arizona team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna take Atlanta. See how I, I left I, that I out. Just, yeah. <laughs> good work. Uh, good work. It's a, it's definitely uh gonna be a fun game. Um, we might have a little side wager. We'll we'll talk off air. Uh, New Orleans minus eight at Tampa Bay. Um, total is fifty five and a half until their loss to Dallas last week. Tampa Bay losing to Ryan Fitzpatrick in their home opener. Um, in, in the Superdome was their only blemish on their record. I kind of wanted New Orleans to go sort of undefeated for the entire season and their only loss to be against Ryan Fitzpatrick. That would be good. Um, unfortunately, then them Dallas Cowboys kind of ruined it. Um, so, yeah, plus eight is the line here. It's in Tampa Bay. Jameis Winston played really, really well last week. Adam Humphreys has emerged as well as a great um, guy in the slot for Tampa Bay and a guy called Andrew Adams, who I'd never even heard of, had three interceptions last week. 
They gave him all three game balls last week, so um, that was pretty cool. Uh, Daryl, what have we got? I know you're a a, a, a Bucks a closet Bucks fan here um, this season. Well, the model is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, this one, I well, we like Tampa Bay, um, so we have Saints winning this by five. So anything over a touchdown, I think, is good value. Um, I liked it even more when it was ten, which is what it opened at. Um, wow. but Tampa Bay plus eight money and the money line are both orange plays for us. Yeah, I would have been all over Tampa at double digits there. Um, although I learned my lesson taking Atlanta as a double digit dog against the Falcons and they fumbled it three times in the red zone last week. But, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. New Orleans have had extra time here off a loss. Furious after that loss. Like Drew Brees is, you know, potentially ruined his MVP cause in that terrible affair last week. That was an abysmal showing. Well, you don't think it's I feel like it just, no, I just no, feel like a little bit of revenge. No, you pick my homes. Don't Yeah, all right. But still, I just feel like revenge is in here, uh, especially given that they lost back in week one. So this is one of those games where the motivation comes into it. Tampa Bay are kind of in that middle tier where they're still technically, quote-unquote, in the mix or mm-hmm. in the hunt. But they're also, huh. you know, potentially losing to get a higher draft spot here as well. So it's hard... The motivation here, so I'm going to bow out. But you're you're with Daryl. Yeah, I'm with Daryl. That's it. No, <laughs> no, I don't know. It's something. Call it a gut feeling, but Tampa always seems to just when it turns to a shootout, they'll keep it close. I don't know if they'll necessarily win, but eight points seems eight points seems high to me. And I think especially we, with a high total, it is expected to be a shootout. Exactly, and New Orleans, but New Orleans, I think that. Yes, Drew Brees is going to want to, you know, come back and avenge his loss and things like that. But I think there's, you know, it's not going to just be, all right, we'll just go straight back to how we were the following week. I don't think it's going to be that simple. Okay. Well, Tampa Bay is 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five games when playing at home against New Orleans. So that's important to note there. Totally different than playing them in the Superdome. So. Give us the money. Uh, all right. New York Jets at Buffalo. Buffalo minus 3.5. Total is 38 Daryl, uh, are the gang green green? <laughs> yeah, Jets plus three and a half is a green player. You should have let him leave with that and said, I'm gang green for this game or uh, something. Yeah, you know, but, you know. Sorry. Sorry, Daryl. I don't think you would have thought of that. I only yeah. thought of that. Hey, give Come me on. some credit. Oh, well. no, it's far too late on a Thursday night for my yeah, first. <laughs> for bad um, puns, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have this Bills by two. So, yeah, plus three and a half. Um, obviously crossing a massive number there in three. So, yeah, green play for us at the moment on Jets plus three and a half. Yeah, I, I like this number more at flat three. If it's flat three, I'm all in on Buffalo. Uh, otherwise, I'm bowing out on this one. Um, two really bad teams, two teams that I don't really care much for. Um, and yeah, shan't be watching this game unless it's like doused in snow and then I'm all in. Yeah. Yeah. I love a snow I'm game. out. I'm out. Yeah, you're out. Uh, I just start a petition now to just not show this game on red zone. That would be great. <laughs> um, okay. New, New England minus seven and a half at Miami. The other two teams of this disgusting division, uh, total is 47 and a half. Josh, start us off. What have you got here? Nothing. Nah. Uh, I've got Miami. I, this is, this is. Similar to the New Orleans game, Miami is, it's kind of just in Miami, Patriots struggle. It's more than a in, touchdown. Yeah, in particular, Brady struggles in Miami. Yeah. It's weird. It's like he's, he's humidity, like, he's, he's kryptonite. Like, it's hot here. Yeah, I'm old. old. I'll come here My later avocado on ice the- cream <laughs> melts. So it's just no good. I just feel all he eats is avocados. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he struggles down there. It's kind of weird how he, how he does that. But, yeah. oh, man, the, 
Dolphins are oh, the Dolphins are done. They're really done <laughs> they as a team. Done. But they're technically still in the mix. <laughs> Mike Tampa. <laughs> yeah. No, but call it call it another gut feeling, but it, this is just a divisional game where it really you just think New Orleans I mean New Orleans. New England should just win this and Something's just going to go wrong. Yeah, I, I just can't. The line is perfect there. I feel like at flat seven, I'm all in on New England. Seven and a half, I just I don't want to do it. But here's a good one. Miami are four and one against the spread in their last five games at home against New England. They're also four and one straight up in their last five games in playing home against New England. So I feel like like Miami will either win this or New England will win by 30. That's what it feels like to me. Um, I feel like Sony Michelle's just going to have a massive game, so I'm going to bow out on this. Maybe it's now Brady's in his element because you know Miami could like it's like Florida. You can retire. You, you know. He's getting older. Like he's going, you, you know, getting like closer it. and closer to a Miami condo. There you go. Yeah. I'm uh, yeah. already. <laughs> Daryl, what do you like in this? Spent too much time playing golf with Trump, probably. Yeah, <laughs> we oh, hate wow. this. That's, Good, that's a great point. Yeah, <laughs> Pat's, by, Pat's nine. by nine. No bet. Yeah, man. Even the total, I think, spot on. Like it, you know, the Pats. I think I saw a great stat during the week that uh, both the Patriots um, and the Packers averaged twenty-two point one points per game over their last uh, five games, and the Pats record six games, and the Pats record is five and one across that, and the Packers record is one and five across that. So I feel like the total's right on there. If you see the Patriots scoring sort of 24 points or 27 points and, and Miami scoring 20, then you're getting that bang-on total of 47. Um, all right, moving on to the Giants. They're minus 3.5 on the road at Washington. Total is 41. Washington Redskins uh, are starting Mark Sanchez, um, and they'll be backed up by Josh Johnson after they said uh, during the week that there would be too much scheme change for Colin Kaepernick. But uh, we'll we'll just sign a, a really bad or worse version of Colin Kaepernick and Josh Johnson. Just adding to his court case, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's like he could just strut, you know, or he could do sort of like Joey and Chandler and Friends when they slide in on that ceramic dog. Have you seen that episode? And they, and then just slide in the court, they... yeah, with his hands up like a like a magic trip. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's just crazy. Um, I don't want anything to do with this game though. Um, it's hard, like. Even though it is Sanchez, Washington are a little bit more Larry at home. I feel like you could get a bad Eli game. You By could the way, see we're a pick six the, or a fumble recovery. We've got to let the word Larry die. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, Washington, I feel like they could get a fumble return or some special teams here. It feels like a dangerous game here after the Giants have showed something the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to bow out. Uh, Darrell, what have you got? Um, not a lot on this one. Giants, we make it by four. But, yeah, firmly in no-bet territory. Firmly. Josh, are I you... like the Giants, eh? You're a weirdo. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really do. I like the Giants. The Giants are five and one since no as on the road against the spread since no since the start of November. There we go. I like them. They're starting to they're starting to show a little ticker. They probably should have beaten Philly if they just you know played consistent football. Yep. But yeah, they that's didn't. not hard to do lately. No. Ah. Yep. There you go. Yep. But Washington, I, yeah. I can't get behind Sanchez. You know, it could be one of those games that, like how we thought about Sam Bradford, really. How yeah. you think, oh, he might have one of those Bradford games. He might have one of those Sanchez games where he yeah. just plays conservative and just wins yeah. the game. But. And, you know, I feel like you just you just block Adrian Peterson and uh, force Sanchez to beat you deep. That's the way to, to, way to do it now. It's just it's the way to go. We'll talk about the Washington quarterback situation, I think, in the offseason because it's going to be interesting. Alex Smith's being paid a lot of money. He's got a leg injury now. 
He's interesting. Here's a stat for you, Josh. He'll be there. He's a here's, legend. I love him. Here's a stat, <laughs> here's a stat for you. Um, how many uh, touchdown passes of 40 yards or more has Eli Manning thrown this season? Of over 40 yards. Over 40? Yeah, for a touchdown. Eli Manning. Six. Zero. <laughs> how many 40-plus yard touchdown passes has Odell Beckham thrown this season? Oh, here we go. Two. <laughs> Two. Wow. It's one of the great stats. All right. I, I thought you were going to... Yeah. I thought you were comparing Eli and Alex Smith then no, for no, some I reason. Was, yeah, I'm just saying, maybe uh, they should embrace Odell Beckham as their starting quarterback. I'm pretty uh, sure they've invested everything they have in OBJ. Yeah, yeah it would be... Well, that'd be wise. It'd be warrant his uh, paycheck. Uh, anyway, Denver minus four at San Francisco. Total is 45 and a half. I was all in on Denver yesterday, and then this morning I woke up and Emmanuel Sanders has tore his Achilles, and now they're starting two rookies at wide receiver this week with Case Keenum, who has the worst red zone uh, quarterback rating uh, in the NFL this season. So I'm going to back away. Although that, you know, I did kind of like San Fran plus five and a half, but now it's moved straight to that flat like four. Like Homer into the it. hedges kind of back away? Yeah, exactly that. I'm backing away from this game altogether, hoping and praying that Denver still win. Because uh, I want them in the playoff hunt a little bit, makes it more interesting down the stretch. Have you got a play? No, I don't have a play. I, it, it was sad. My, you know, every device I had was blowing up this morning in regards to Sanders and his yep. ACL. You know when it's, you know when it's a tear yep. and everything comes out. You know it's a tear before they've even announced it. Yeah, and like apparent in, leg injury. Yeah, and then it says, you know, it's Achilles or ACL. Yes, yeah, doctors fear the worst. Yep. The worst is the Twitter doctors that watch the videos and then tell you what's wrong with the leg injury and then they're completely wrong. Yep. That's, and then you fear the worst and it's not. Stop doing that. Stop doing that, Twitter doctors. Anyway, uh, Daryl, what do you like Twitter in this? Doctor. What do you like in this one? Um, we like to have fun. Um, I bet this earlier. Um, I think the lines dropped by then. I think we were saying off air before we started. It's dropped to four now. Um, yeah, seven fan plus five was a green bet for us. I haven't checked explicitly to see if. Uh, we've gone down to orange with four or three and a half, which I think is starting to appear in places. Wow. Um, but yeah, we make Denver two-point favorites in this game. So over a field goal on San Fran is definitely a bet. Um, and it's just whether it's green or orange. Also, San Fran money line, small bet. Yeah, I might be back in on Denver if it gets a flat three. Um, that, that seems like a massive overreaction to one wide receiver. Um, I'm on Stats Insider right now. Plus four is still a green play for yep. uh, San Fran. So and a orange play at the money line as well. So cool. um, that's good to know for everyone listening. And look how easy that is. I did that in two seconds. Just sign up. <laughs> that's insider. Um, all right. Cincy at the Clippers, as Daryl likes to call them, or the Chargers. Um, the total, yeah, the, the line is, sorry, the total is 47 and a half. The total is 14, which is five more kids than Philip Rivers has. Uh, <laughs> Daryl, what do you how like in this one? That, in there? Yeah, that was ridiculous. Like... That was a good one. Thank you. That was good for you. Thank you. Um, we're close to a bet on the under. Um, 48, 48 and a half probably gets us there. Um, we make this Clippers by 12, um, so no interest against the spread. But, yeah, keeping a watching eye on the total. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100% on the total. If it gets to 48, I'm, I'm in. Um, it's kind of a key number in, in NFL totals there. Um, so I'll take the, the 48 or the 48 and a half. So it'll be interesting to see how that one goes. Jeff, Jeff Driscoll. Um, is starting at quarterback for Cincinnati. So it's it's interesting to see how many points they're going to put up against the Chargers' defense. It's playing a lot better, although they leaked 30 points last week. That is against a much better Steelers offense that had Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster and Big Ben. Um, this is now a Cincinnati team without A.J. Green and Andy Dalton. Yeah, so no, it's quite, like, quite anemic. 
like yeah. an Irish rugby union player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jeff. That's exactly who Jeff Driscoll is. Um, anything from you on this? Nah. Yeah. Nada. Yep. Okay. Makes sense. How do you pick? How do? You, they're two very. I don't know. They're just two teams that I. It's a horrible I've uniform never... matchup, by the way. I don't... Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Gross. Uh, Detroit minus two and a half at Arizona. Another just blockbuster. Forty and a half here. Um, I'm in on Arizona if it gets to plus three or plus three and a half, especially. Um, but if not, I'm, I'm bowing out on this one. Um, Detroit, it's very similar to Tennessee. They're just a hard team to, they played, they hung tough with the Rams for three and a half quarters and they'd still lost by 14 points. They're just a team that, I don't know, just Lacks always seem, coach. yeah, just always, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they always seem to let you down and. It's just hard to bet. But then Arizona, one of the worst teams in the NFL, but then they win on the road against Green Bay. He's nearly the opposite of Belichick when you think about it. Because Belichick may just start slow, but by the end he comes through and he'll make a good decision where he'll come out firing and then be like, it's all right. an old tortoise in the hair. Crap, it? I forgot how to, yeah, how do you use this pencil? Yeah. Uh, any play from you? No. No? Daryl? Um, I pretty much agree with you. Um, we met his lines by one. I'd be tempted if we got to a three. Um, certainly a 3.5, but not a 2.5. Yeah, I just don't know if it'll get there or not. Um, it's funny how these lines work every day. Like you think it's going to go one way and it goes completely the other way. So um, I feel like it's going to go in favor of Arizona. So hopefully hopefully I'm wrong and it does go the other way. But, um, yeah, that's a game that I don't have any, any interest in really watching as well, either even from a DFS perspective with a 40.5 total. Um, seems, seems quite low, actually. Um, yeah, let's get on it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Although, I mean, Arizona only won by putting up 20 last week, but still. Uh, Philly at Dallas. This is one of the, the big blockbuster games we talked about at the top of the show. Division on the line. Dallas at home, minus three and a half. They've been absolutely money at home this season. The total is 43. Anything from you, Josh? Now, I don't have a play, but typically the NFC East, this is like... I. It's typically they just go one and one. They just yeah. go Philly will win one, Cowboys win one, or you know, vice versa with um, the Giants and you often split skin. games. Often. Yep. Often. But uh yeah, I don't know. Dallas looked pretty good right now. Okay. But Philly did besides allowing that huge um breakaway run from Peterson, they did seem to be pretty solid against the run as they have been for most of the year. So, I don't know if Zeke will have... Because Zeke played really well against them last game. I think they're going to zone in and focus and on him a bit more. The acquisition of Amari Kuba doesn't help things, given your corner situation as well. True. Yep. Uh, Dara, what do you like in this one? Um, Dallas by three, but nothing on the betting side, so pass. That, that total does seem, again, a little low, given... Oh, but I guess Dallas's defense nah, has right, been... It's it, right it has been right. perfect. It's I know, it's annoying. Good mark. It's, it's a good total. I thought about they've it. been really sharp lately. These these totals have been right on the money, right on the mark. Where you just tempted, but then you eventually bow out, or you bow in and you feel foolish. Uh, Pittsburgh minus eleven at Oakland. Total is fifty one and a half here. Um, yeah, it's hard. It was a, a great effort by Oakland. I'll give John Gruden credit. They they played up to their competition last week and, and held in there a lot um, against the Chiefs. But here at home against Pittsburgh now. Really desperate with their with their schedule against the Saints and and uh, Patriots the next two weeks. This is a must kind of win game. They need to get some wins in in the win column before they have that tough two game road trip. 
Um, so I think Pittsburgh win this game. Whether they cover the 11, I'm not sure. The back door will be wide open, I think, for sort of the old school back door cover um, from the Raiders. Totals 51.5. That feels, again, spot on. Um, I'm passing. Yeah. Pittsburgh typically don't play as good away from um, Hines. So yep. maybe. I mean, last week was their first night game they've lost in 15 games. They were, they were 15, 14-0 and 0 or something yeah. in their last home night game. So that was a, a, quite a loss. I know, it's, and it's difficult because I, I think, like, you know, 11 is quite big and Oakland is, you know, coming off that performance, they might be able to, you know, show it again. But then at the same time, I think, you know, this is this is a team you prepare yeah. for every single year. So, mm. And for Oakland, I mean, they hung in there against the Chiefs and then the, they should have covered against the Ravens a week earlier. There was a fumble return and a punt return that pretty much put them out of covering there. So the last two weeks, they have been a lot better. They haven't been... A, complete tire fire so um that is interesting to know man if pittsburgh lose this game then you could pretty much put the towel on the rack for the playoffs but uh i wonder if daryl thinks that oakland again can um conjure something up uh, well our good friend mr kelly if you're following his criterion um you have a small bet on the oakland money line um the under we're kind of leaning towards and flipping back and forth between pass and orange on the under um, they're both no bets, I think, as we record this, but keep an eye on them. Yeah, that'll move you know, in the next few days. As you said, it flips between. So, you know, something that might be a play here on a Thursday, on a Sunday, might not be a play and, and vice versa. So um, st- it's definitely worth checking out on Stats Insider. All right, uh, the Sunday night football game, it got flexed into Sunday night football. Uh, the Rams minus three on the road at Chicago. Total is 52 and a half. You have one of the top-rated offenses in the NFL um, I don't know if you saw Sean McVay today just rattling off all the names of the Denver, uh, the, sorry, Denver, the Bears defense. He was a D word. Um, and yeah, he, he knew everything about the Chicago Bears defense, which was quite impressive. Um, so he's done his study. He's ready. Um, they're three point favorites here on the road in the elements in Chicago. Josh, are you confident in the Rams? Do you have a play here? Um, no, I'm not. I'm really not. Chicago is one of those teams that has been pleasantly surprising this season, so I'm staying away, especially it's generally when I think the Rams should run away with the game that they just seem to choke. Mm. Plus, Chicago's not the nicest place to go. They are a hostile bunch. They are. Uh, And Trubisky is back in the starting lineup here. Should have mentioned that. Yeah, that's a key point. Um Otherwise, that probably wouldn't be a line if it was Chase Daniel here. I guess if it was Chase Daniel, it would be up around, sort of Eight. close to a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, Daryl, what, what do you like? Um, so we have this Rams by one at the moment. Um, yeah, I'd be slightly interested if I could get Bears um, plus three and a half. Um, I don't know that we will. I'll give it to you. <laughs> you're going to have it, Daryl. Wow. Jeez. You're... I, Hit me up on Betfair. You're, you're an aggressive, <laughs> aggressive bookie here. Uh, we, uh, I think it opened three and a half and just got smashed up, snatched up immediately. It just got smashed up. It really got smashed. It got smashed into three almost instantly. Um, so yeah, it went. Uh, could it go back? Potentially. Potentially. Uh, what's your thoughts on the total? Um, nothing on that. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because a lot of the Rams games are up near 60 and the Chicago games are down near the 40 mark. So kind of a bit of a leeway meet in the middle sort of 
sort of thing there. I love it how you work that out as you were talking. You're like, yeah. oh, that makes sense. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, like, it is, it, it's quite a jump up for the Bears and quite a jump down for the Rams. So it is interesting to see how this game kind of plays out. I think it'll go a long way to determining who wins. The Bears drag them into a slugfest or do the Rams, you know, force their hand into a shootout. That's something to, to monitor there. You know, there's always a correlation in terms of the total and, and the line. Um, all right, Minnesota at Seattle. Seattle is three-point favorites at home here. Seven and five, Seattle. I think that still just no one talking about Seattle. Um, right just, where they want to be. Yeah, exactly. Just flying under the you radar. Always want to be that top team. five quarterback, top five coach, suspect. You know, improved O line, suspect uh, offensive coordinator, but still they're going great guns here. Uh, seven and five totals forty-five, which I think is just again they've just nailed it. Um, got no no real feel on this. If I had to pick a side, I'd probably lean towards Seattle minus three at home. Just, I'm just not convinced with Minnesota this jump, week. Uh, can we all just jump on Seattle? <laughs> um, yeah, if I had to pick, yeah, Seattle minus three. Do you feel the same? Yeah, if I had to pick, yeah, yeah. but I'm staying away from it. Minnesota's been really disappointing. Yeah, it's, it's strange. Uh, the O-line's really banged up. Kirk Cousins, Stefan Diggs is injured as well. So Xavier Rhodes injured. So they're banged up heading into CenturyLink. Dalvin Cook has just not been... No, he has not been great at all uh, so far this season. But this is kind of a crucial game for the Vikings, as I said at the top of the show. They they find themselves at uh, six five and one here. They they lose this game. They're suddenly at five hundred, and the Packers, you know, still looming if they get their win against the Falcons, as as you predict. Um, and then you know, obviously the the Panthers sliding as well. Like it's it's hard. You know, this playoff spot race for that final wild card is crucial. But Seattle also want to lock in that. Five Someone seat. nine and seven going to win this. Yeah, it's it's kind of kind of weird. Uh, Daryl, do you uh, do you have a lean? Um, well, if I had to bet, I'd take the plus three on Minnesota. Um, I don't though. Um, we make this Seattle by two, and I pass. Okay. So across the board, I wanted a slight lean lock of the week just then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we uh, we a lot of passing. It is a passing league in the NFL, and we're nice. uh, we're on trend nice. here by passing on a lot of these games here. As we said at the top of the show, it's getting a lot harder. But we're running we're, away from the lock of the week. Yeah, we are. We're <laughs> we're doing that. Speaking of lock of the week, we'll take a quick break. There are touchdowns, and then there are. Experience a true touchdown with a Stats Insider premium subscription. That's NFL predictions and value plays for every game, giving you the ultimate edge against the bookies. Touchdown in every way possible this season. Head to statsinsider.com.au and start your free trial today. Gamble responsibly. All right, lock of the week this week. Another letdown, I think. Uh, No lock. No lock is our lock. No lock is our lock of the week. Uh, Daryl, you obviously agree. Yes. Uh, yeah, we said last week we'd only go for it when three of us agree. Come um, on, yeah, jump okay, on Tampa. Two of us agree this week. I'm not. Else. I'm not jumping on Tampa. I'm not. Why making, jump I'm on? Not, t- I'm not making the bucks the lock of the week. All right. By the way, so if jo- I'm, I'm putting it out here now. If if Tampa cover that line. Yep. And next week we don't have one. If Daryl and I agree on something, we're just going with it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm, I I will a, a co-sign that um, for a week fifteen potential lock of the week. Oh my god! Um, you finally there. agreed on something. Um, with me. It is worth <laughs> if we're going to have a lock of the week. It is worth noting. Uh, there's one college football game this week. Uh, it's Army Navy, and uh, Daryl's mentioned here on the dock uh, that he's leaning towards. Nah, the I'm an army man. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so you have some thoughts on that real quick. Uh, I say it's the only game of the week, so we'll give it a proper mention, I guess. Yeah. But 
Yeah, we're leaning towards under and navy. Neither are quite a bit at the moment. Um, I think the under may get there. It's a single college football game on the slate, obviously a big TV game. The total tends to historically go up as you get closer to game time. So one that's worth watching, we may end up on the under. Yeah, I like the under as well um, in service games between, you know, the, the academies, the Air Force, Navy, Army. It always They always seem to go under. They always seem to be low scoring because they play each other a lot. So they know how to play defense against each other and against the... Literally, against the, the defense tr- force. Yes, they've got a great They're defense great force. great at yeah, de- exactly. defense. <laughs> pun, in, pun not intended, but also intended. So well, good pick up, Woot. But yeah, they always seem to go under between the service academies. So um, maybe that could be the lock of the week if you are interested is the under 41 and a half but as you said it generally goes up towards kickoff time so that's something to monitor that game is on where are we sunday it's 7 a.m so bright and early on a sunday morning for you it's at the link it's at the link so worth watching what a great historic place Uh, i don't know (laughs) if that favors caused us um, no end of trouble this week on stats insider because nobody can quite agree who the home team is oh yeah that's hmm well, it is on land, so I'm going to lean the army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aren't the basketball games sometimes played on the aircraft carriers yeah, and things yeah, like that? A football game on an aircraft carrier. I'm in for that. Yeah. I'm all I mean, in on that. It'd be, Let's patent that idea. It'd be a multi-billion dollar vessel. Yeah, but, uh, it'd be amazing. And then, then finally Navy would have a home game. I don't know how we'd do the Air Force. It's a huge we'll, water polo We'll, we'll worry about that in 2030, the Air Force. Game in the sky, game in the clouds. All right. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's gone long. We've gone really long. <laughs> anyway, you never know. You might have a NASA academy by then. Oh, Mars. yeah. There we go. Space Force. Of course, Elon, Daryl's Elon thinking. Musk. Daryl's thinking, not just outside that, the box. The you can bet on that first uh, company to land on Mars. Yeah, something, to, something to consider. Anyway, bit of a future, <laughs> literally a futures bet. Um, yeah, anyway, a long time in the future. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all I'm right. Going with Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> Can you bet on the bookmaker that you're placing the bet at still being around? Yeah, that is a good that is a good point. Um, yeah, a lot of them are dying out here, so yeah, that, <laughs> you will get your uh, either bet transferred or, or or replaced. Maybe do you get interest on that? I don't know. Um, but anyway, um, as we said, a, a tough week. We passed on a lot here. It's, it, it was a tough week. Check stats insider later on in the week to get sort of a more feel. But tread carefully, as Daryl said, he personally sort of winds down he's he's betting towards the back end of the season as we said motivation and and stakes on the line that's only because he's buying presents and stuff and he needs to yeah yeah, yeah. that's fair look forward to ours from daryl this season spend some of your winning <laughs> yeah there we go all right that wraps up the show daryl any final thoughts no i say i'm looking forward actually i'm looking forward to that army navy game sunday morning um i think it should be a good one to watch um and then yeah some decent nfl games as well yeah, exactly. Four four really great games and the rest of the slate always fun on Red Zone. Josh, good to have you back. Yeah, it's been it's been great to uh hear your voices again. Uh I know it's a, it's a one-way uh exchange for us to the listeners, but I've missed you two listeners. There we go. <laughs> great. Fantastic. Where can I follow you, Josh? Um in the Southwest Sydney route. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh this is Woot. At, on at, Twitter. At Twitter. At Twitter. You can follow me at JYNFL. You can follow us at WootenY. You can follow Daryl on Twitter as well at DP Woodford and on at Stats Insider. Until next week, have a good week. Bye.